Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 67 of The Other Six Podcast. My name is Chad Boak, and I am your host. Joining me once again in the studio, my co-host, our worship pastor, the man who put gingerbread on his bed and called it a cookie sheet, Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matt Collins. You said I was going to like fall out of my chair with Dude, that one. That man. one, I worked on it for a little bit. I, I it, it needs more workshopping. Okay, Maybe next right, week. Yeah, we're right. not we're not there yet. Okay. Also joining us in the studio today, our lead pastor you Adam Bishop. That, right? Adam, how are you, sir? I'm good. <laughs> I'm just good, man. It's yeah. good to be here. Yeah, it's good to see you. I don't like eating cookies in bed though. Crumbs well, everywhere. Crumbs get everywhere. Yeah. Ants, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah, you don't want that. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't think you should eat any kind of food on a bed. That's just a bad idea. No, right. No, I agree food, with that. Stay in the kitchen. Maybe in the living room. I was going to say on a couch. I mean, like watching some football or something. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, if it's me and Morgan, but the boys. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. We're not not assuming children in this scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, good. (laughs) It's good to know. Just wanted to clarify a few things. Very good. Tips from the other six podcasts about where you should eat. (laughs) So uh, how was was everyone's weekend, Adam? How was your weekend? It was nice. It was busy. It was fun. We had a good time. I'll start it Thursday night. We were up here Thursday night at the church. We were. Um, I don't even know what did we call that. So you and it, Morgan planned this. Yeah, I don't know it what was, it was. Uh, at some point, it was called like the Next Generation Childcare Extravaganza Palooza or something like that. That's but basically, who cares what it was yeah. called? Right. So we <laughs> what we, did you we do? gave <laughs> our volunteers that a served, night out that serving kids in student ministry. Yeah, uh, that's a that's night cool. out. Yeah, so, so y'all were up yeah. Here we were that? up here with the kids. Yeah, and, hanging out, um, having some other folks with the kids. I read the Christmas story. Yep, he did a good job. They all started rebelling. I'll tell you what, children's ministry is not easy. Well, I felt bad because. Because this kid, I, I was throwing out, like, questions, and, like, uh-huh. I was going to give away a prize, and this kid was, like, super close to the right answer, so I whispered the right answer in his ear so he could, oh, no, with dude. the microphone, give yeah. the right answer. Well, they all start yelling, cheater! <laughs> I thought someone they was going to yell, Barabbas! I was like, <laughs> I was like this is, they're, like, coming after me. So yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, man, you, you know, Morgan, I, I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of her, <laughs> for many reasons, but leading kids' yeah, ministry, yeah. not easy. The but rest we, of the night went fantastic. We, yeah, uh, other yeah. than them yelling yeah. at me during after the they ran at them off. Yeah, they made uh, they made ornaments. Uh, they decorated cookies. They uh, played games. It was a good time. Yeah, we had food. We yeah, had pizza. pizza. It was yeah. a great night. Yeah. So that kind of started the weekend. And then Sam had a robotics tournament on Saturday. That was a lot of fun. Okay, how'd it go? Um, it was it was it went good. Pike Road hosted it. So okay. there, I mean, teams from all over the state came in. And I actually learned quite a bit because Morgan had signed us up to help run something at it. I'm like, you did what? <laughs> so, like, I had to learn on the fly. No, it was really great. Great to see those kids um, using amazing gifts. And then um, Jacob had a basketball game on Sunday. And yeah. Morgan's parents, and we won. Um, we got to make there sure we get go. that out there. there Morgan's parents were in town. I mean, we had, it, was, it was a really busy weekend, but it was yeah. a really fun yeah. weekend. We had well, a great good. time. Yeah. What about you, Matthew? Uh, I did not do as much as yeah. you. I went to the Living <laughs> Christmas Tree. Oh, how oh, was cool. that? It was. Awesome. Yeah, that thing's like super tall. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? it's like yeah. four stories. We're talking about yeah. First Baptist, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, tell us about that. So I saw that on it's Facebook. It's a big production. So yeah. Nick, my buddy down there, he was working, uh, I think he did 13 hours, two days, 13 hours. Oh, wow. Just to set it up. And he's like mapping everything out. But they had like an orchestra. The choir, and then they had like people in the trees. I yeah. guess they're part of the choir too. They have a massive choir. That's really cool. How do they determine who gets to be the star? Isn't I was about that to the say one, the guy that the one top you want was uh, getting after it. Man. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like a like a like a showmanship kind of thing. Yeah, gotta, I don't know yeah. if I would want to be at the top though because <laughs> it's like 
Like, there's not a lot yeah, of space. It's really high heights. Yeah, yeah no, it's four stories that. up, no. and you're like this. No, no, no. Oh, my goodness. So that's cool. I'm glad you went. So First Baptist Montgomery, if you're new to Vaughn Forest, if you're new to the podcast, they planted Vaughn Forest that's right. yeah, in 1994. They did. they did. Great church. Mark Bethia, the pastor there, is fantastic. A friend. Mm-hmm. He and I grab lunch uh, quite frequently to pray for one another, encourage one another. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big fan of First Baptist. And um, I saw that on yeah. Facebook today. I didn't know you had went. So I went, that's yeah. really cool. And yeah. they've been Nick doing that for a long time. You grew up I here. I think it's 40, a super long tradition. Yeah. It's 41 years. Yeah, older than I am. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, that's so years. great. That's yeah. cool. But we're so grateful for First yeah. Baptist. Yeah, everything they do yeah. for Great the River folks. Region. That's yeah. awesome. That's, That's really cool. Good. Well, I'm glad yeah. you got to do that, yeah. man. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. So we, uh, so we actually, obviously Thursday night mm-hmm. we were well, up here. What did you do, Chad? We didn't ask you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, so Thursday night we were up here at the childcare or the hanging out whatever, night. Yeah, yeah whatever yeah. it is. Next the fun, generation fun, fun, fun night. The fun night where right. I don't got ran off by kids. That's right. And then Saturday was actually really cool. So my my brother in law is actually deployed to Korea, and they're they're a family here in this church. But he was back in the states for a little bit of training. And so uh, my sister, so his wife, who's actually my sister-in-law, I call him my brother-in-law. I don't think technically he's married to my sister-in-law. Okay. Uh, she got to go see him for a little bit. I think it makes him your brother-in-law. Does yeah. it? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah it does. Yeah, All right, it does. well, there yes. we go. Yes. Um, and so uh, so we got to watch their three yeah. kids. Carry the two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. we're good. <laughs> so we got to watch their three kids while she went out there. And so really it was fun to get to hang out with them. And we drove around looking at Christmas lights and That's had some great. Christmas cookies and stuff. Uh, but I want us to talk about what happened on Sunday. Uh, it was a it was a lot of cool stuff that happened this week, and so maybe we should back up before we get to Sunday. Okay, let's talk about last Monday and Tuesday night. Monday, Man, Tuesday a night, a yeah. lot happening. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Matt, you're the music expert. Yeah. Tell us what happened on <laughs> Monday, Tuesday night. We had Pike Road Band up here, man. They yeah. were they had the middle school band uh, Monday night and Tuesday night. They had the high school and the jazz band. They killed it. It man. was so good. good. It was so good. Like I remember when I was in band in high school, it was like everyone came. It was like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like job. it was okay, but these these they guys killed it, man. Legit, man. It was Very so good. good. Mm-hmm. Super talented. Yeah. yeah, it was great to see them. And then, uh, and then Wednesday night we had our student ministry Christmas party. Had that probably about about eighty or eighty five kids up here. So we had an ugly sweater competition. And uh, one of my favorite <laughs> moments of the night is you know we we lined them all up and they were walking across the stage and uh, and I was like so. So, is it ugly? You know, and everyone, yeah, it's ugly. You know, having a great time. Yeah, it's ugly. Uh, but we had a we had a, a nacho bar. We had all kinds of fun Christmas cookies and uh, ice cream. So that's why all my band members were late. They were yeah, down there getting that's right, exactly all, right. all hyped up on sugar from the uh, yeah. We got thing. we got done pretty quick that night. But no, there was a there was a bunch of them there, and uh, we had the little spinny thing that you have to the inflatable. You jump over it or under it, and uh, really, it was it was a blast. It was great to see our students having a good time with that. And then uh, let's talk about Sunday, our, our Sunday morning Christmas party uh, with everybody. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was so much fun. I mean, on, on campus yesterday was just great. Obviously, we had the animals outside. That was cool. But then inside, man, the yeah. um, the Velvet Trio. The Velvet Trio. Yeah, so we got to talk about that. Yeah. So these are three high school uh, students at Pike Road. They uh, right. play in the band, and they were playing yep. in the lobby Last Tuesday night, yeah, maybe? Tuesday yeah, Tuesday yeah. So playing Christmas songs, and we were like, I wonder if we could get them here Sunday morning. Yeah. And so they agreed to come, yeah. and they set up, and man, they are super talented. Yeah. And, they were uh, so good. It really kind of helped with the whole Christmas vibe. So that was awesome. We had the photo booths. We had the... Um, and some hot chocolate at the at yep, the um, we did. at the cafe, uh, the Christmas train. Obviously, um, it was just it was fun, man. Yeah, there were people everywhere. It was yeah. so great. It it, it has. We, we were talking earlier. It had such a cool vibe yesterday, man. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to measure vibe, but you know, yeah, like no, yeah, there were tons of folks here having a blast. Our vibe meter <laughs> Our vibe was very meter high, very <laughs> high that day <laughs> for Christmas. So it, it did was, the camel behave? The camel behaved. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, well, what was his name? I, I'm trying I don't to remember. Know. It was like Timothy or something. Timothy, like that. I, I Timothy the camel. The camel. Yeah, <laughs> it's a terrible name. For 
for a camel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, Carl, I could see that. On. Carl the camel. Tim and Travis. No, it was Travis. Travis, Travis the That's camel. still That's not any better. Yeah. So anyway. And I have, you, there were no monkeys. You told me there were going to be monkeys. So I, I'm I, still caught up on Travis. That's Travis funny. the camel, yeah. What's that name of that movie with the animals? And the rabbit's name is Travis. What? What's the name of that movie? Yeah, all these animals are... Singing and all this different stuff. It's got the sloth. He's really slow. Oh, he works at the uh, DMV. Zootopia? Yeah, Zootopia. Yeah, Zootopia. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. an animal named Travis in that movie. No, I was thinking it's a rabbit. Sloth. Yeah, and the sloth all worked out at the DMV. Yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. That, that is a good one. Sorry, I digress. Let's yeah. come back to the Christmas party. There were no monkeys. There were no which monkeys. On the whole, it's probably, That's probably for the a, better. Yeah. yeah. It's probably for the better. I was expecting them to be, run, make a run for it and be yeah. in the service. I, I don't yeah. think we need monkeys on the camera. No, but he told me they were going to be. Well, I thought they were going to be he ended up we, not bringing i kind of told everybody last week yeah. on the podcast <laughs> yeah. there might have been <laughs> so anyway no monkeys but that's okay no it was a good time got got to see uh some really cool animals up close you know and uh again it was a fun time man yeah. everyone seemed to have all the photos i've seen them up on facebook yep, you, you can get them on photo facebook made yesterday and there's high res images of them at vaughnforce.com slash christmas wow so you can head there res. yeah and download those and use them for like a, a card you know if you've been you know late in getting your christmas cards out or yeah. anything like that you're more than welcome to do, so. do they still do the thing where like they used to have these kiosks at the mall where you could take a picture and they put it on like a mug or like a t-shirt oh, yeah. or like a hat yeah, yeah I'm sure you should get online though I mean I haven't been in a mall in years I, I don't even say. know but we did that for our school teachers when I was in high school <laughs> okay. me and my buddies that's a great idea we would get our picture made and then we would get it on a mug and we'd give yeah. it to them for Christmas and they were like what am I supposed <laughs> to do mug with this? On a mug. I'm like yeah. you put that on your desk and you stare at us every day and you thank the good lord that you got to be our teacher yeah. uh, and, wow. and Morgan's like you really did that kind of stuff I'm like oh yeah it was great yeah, yeah. we did that every year but I don't know if they do that anymore. Yeah. We, so when somebody needs to figure that out. Let's get on that. So all uh, I'm hearing is I know what you and I are getting Adam for Christmas yeah. this year. That's, that's oh, all I'm hearing. That would a be the greatest thing ever. A mug with our faces <laughs> on Absolutely. it. I would walk in. I would put on this podcast. <laughs> These are my best every, friends. Every time. I would love that. That'd that, be fantastic. Oh, that'd be great. Yes. That, that'd be amazing. And then, so the day didn't end, however, with uh, the Christmas party. We had Kid Faith right after that. Had a bunch of kids at Kid Faith. Kind of cool. got that's to explain awesome. the gospel and baptism. So looking forward to that. And then we had our annual general meeting. Uh, yesterday evening and uh, really got to celebrate a lot. And really, in your message yesterday, we celebrated quite a bit. Yeah. So I kind of want to start there today. We had a really cool video that Sound Guy Jonathan, Sound Production Guy, guy Jonathan. Jonathan, put together. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about that video because it was it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan and Matt, I'll give Matt yeah, some credit there as well. Um, they did such a great job piecing that together. But I'm really grateful for We had lots of volunteers who helped capture that footage yeah. throughout yeah, the years. absolutely. Throughout the years. Throughout the year. So taking pictures and you know, capturing videos. And, you know, we started talking about this a few months ago. But it's like, how, how can you try as best as possible to capture all the great things that we've seen God do this yeah. year? And you're mm-hmm. not going to ever be able to capture all of it. But in about a six- or seven-minute video... Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was it's really neat cool, to see. You know, and, and when Matt and Jonathan showed me that for the first time, you know, I said to them, if I'd never heard anything about Vaughn Forest Church, I would say, I want to be a part of that church. Yeah. I mean, just seeing everything that's happening. And so um, one of the things I shared at our, at our members meeting yesterday afternoon is, you know, when you show a video like that, I mean, yes, we, we give God the glory and we give God the praise. But biblically, I, I kind of like to use the story of Ruth a lot um, because I think that applies to this as well. So, so Ruth would say, yeah, God did awesome things. While I was working in a field, you know, she wasn't sitting on the couch. You know, right, I hope right. God comes through. No, she went to work. So when we celebrate what God has done, here's the flip side of the coin. We're also celebrating 
uh, many of you, many of the people who call Vaughn Forest home who make yeah. all of this happen. That's right. Yeah. It is a partnership. God does yeah. use us. I mean, I would think he would have come up with a better plan than using us. <laughs> right, you know? right. Just good old-fashioned folks, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He uses us. And so those of you who are listening, when you serve and when you give, and it, man, it makes a huge difference. And when we watch that on a video, you get to really see how all of that works together, yeah. how it all comes together, and it comes together with a church being a church. Um, flawed as we may be, um, getting to celebrate what we've seen God yeah. do this year. So, man, I, I thought, again, Matt, Jonathan, thank you guys so much for the work y'all put into that. Yeah. And uh, I think we already have that out on our website and yeah. social media. So yep. if you weren't in the services, if you haven't yeah. seen that yet, it should be pretty easy to track down now. Just oh, go to lawnforce.com. I think right it's right there. there on the homepage. It is. It yeah. is yeah. Really, really fun to celebrate all yeah. that God's and done. And one of the things I love the most about as I was watching it is how little those of us that call ourselves pastors and staff were in that video. Yeah. You know, we're in it to be sure, and we're at these events and service opportunities, but like like you say, it's the people of Vaughn Forest, it's the volunteers yeah. that that are out there doing the work. And man, it just made me so happy to see all these different things. Because when you start stacking back to back to back yeah. to back, all these different ways that we've been able to have fun together, but also been able to serve our community, it, it just blows my yeah. mind. I, really I thought cool. it was great. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, so we, we did celebrate a lot, but we also talked about the gift of hope for future generations. Mm. So what made you want to talk about that during the Christmas season? Yeah, so I guess a lot of it is just um, thinking about Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the Old Testament, every generation is is kind of mm-hmm. passing down to the next generation. Here's what God has done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you want to start with Abraham, if you want to start with Moses, start with Jacob, you know, pick, you yeah, can yeah. really pick a Beginning. character, yeah. t- tell of his yeah. faithfulness. <laughs> yeah. Here's what God has done. Here's what we are anticipating God will do. Mm-hmm. So depending on the generation that you happen to be alive at the time, you might have a little more clarity about what we believe God will do yeah. con- concerning prophecies with the Messiah to come. But that that message was passed down from yeah. one generation to the next. And so part of being a part of God's family, God's people, if you will, is you're constantly passing down what anyone in that time period would have seen of a, a message of hope, a message of our God, a message mm-hmm. of the goodness of God, a message yeah. of the faithfulness of God. And so now here we are 2,000 years into church history, and in many ways, we still have that same mandate, if you will. Yeah. Like we've got this next generation coming behind us that the message of hope initiated at Christmas, God comes to earth through his son, Jesus Christ, born of the virgin. Jesus is faithful to the cross, faithful to the resurrection, ascending into heaven, mm-hmm. the promise that he will return. So the gift of hope um, ultimately is the gospel, the good news yeah. of the gospel message. So how are we taking that, and how are we passing that message on to the next generation? And then how are we setting up, even now, the next generation to pass it on to their yeah. generation yeah. after them? Because yeah. that's what the passage we read from yeah. Psalm says. It's not just to their children, it's so then they can do it to their children, and they can pass it on to their children. Yeah. So it's really a fabric of of just who we are as God's people that that we always have to do that. And so I just thought in the Christmas season since we're obviously talking about the gift of hope and we're talking about Jesus coming, yeah. like why don't we just connect those dots? Yeah. Just yeah. kind of give a big reminder. It, it's so much of who we are as a church. It drives so much of who we are as a church focusing on the next generation. So um I just thought it'd be a great time to kind of circle back around to that and and show our entire church family we didn't just come up with this. Yeah, right. like we just sat yeah. in a meeting with, hey, let's make the next generation a focus. Yeah. Any church that's not making the next generation a focus, I'm not sure what Bible you're reading. Okay. <laughs> so this is part of our story. So, yeah. you know, we're yeah. going to talk about this a lot because we actually think it's what we've been called to. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really good. So, you know, with this mandate to, to proclaim the gospel to the next generation, one of the things you said in your message was that we are at a 
pivotal crossroad about how we're going to continue to do that. And I would make the argument, and you correct me if I'm wrong on this, that the generational divides, the gaps, you know, the, the differences are more stark now, I think, than they've ever been you know, I would in history. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? How can we bridge the gap with the generations coming after us when they're just so much different than we are? How do we do that? We've got to get super clear about what it means to be a Christ follower. We've got to start there. Okay. So we can't assume that anybody even knows what that means. Like, what does it mean to be born again? What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? What does it mean to have experienced salvation? Which is why we talk about that a lot right. yeah. Um, yeah. as a church family. So we've got to get very clear with that. And, and here's what I mean by that. When I was growing up in the early 80s, um, this was not intentional, Okay. So I want to be very clear. I grew up in a great church with a capital G, great church Mm -hmm. that focused on children, focused on teenagers, and I benefited from that, okay? But but just the culture of, I would say, evangelical Christianity at that time in the South, I grew up in, you know, suburban Atlanta, was it wasn't as clear to me what being a follower of Jesus really meant. It felt Mm -hmm. like there were several layers to that as far as how you had to look or what you needed to now listen to, or the movies you could or could not watch, or how much you could or could not have to do with the world, culture, and society, or mm-hmm. who you're supposed to hang out with as opposed to who you're not supposed to hang out with. It seemed the music you should listen to and the music you should not listen to. Right. It just felt very multifaceted. And, and, and just the clarity and the simplicity of being born again was sometimes muddied a little bit by what I would now call cultural Christianity. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the next generation... They really don't want to have anything to do with cultural Christianity. The, the, I mean, millennials certainly don't want to have anything to do with cultural Christianity. Right. Mm. So if, if you can present the gospel and you can present Jesus without all of the trimmings, without <laughs> all of the other, without all of the other you know things, like yeah. there is definitely an openness um, to Jesus and to the gospel message. But but a lot of those things that we kind of look at now as cultural Christianity. Those who are in older generations, they may not necessarily see that as cultural Christianity as much as they may just see that as Christianity. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's why there are differences and different values and disagreements because even what it means to be a Christ follower, and, and here's the key, the implications of being a Christ follower as it pertains to other areas of our life, those different generations <laughs> are going to look at that very differently mm-hmm. when it comes to how do we engage in society? How do we engage in the political process? How right. do we engage in other you know arenas, if you will? And so there's different answers to that. And then here's what I would say. I don't think it's a right or a wrong. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I don't necessarily think that one generation is looking at that correctly and the others aren't. I actually think that we can learn from one another and have our own perspectives, you know, kind of... Uh, sharpened, if you will. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm not trying to say that one generation is seeing this correctly and the other other isn't. But what I am saying is just by the very nature of this discussion, wouldn't it be easy to forget about focusing on the next generation? Yeah. yeah. And that's sometimes yeah. what I see yeah. is while we're trying to all figure this out, we've got this other generation coming behind us that, that we aren't really giving the attention to like we should be. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, let's talk a little bit about the different generations. Um, like, you said that there were four in our church, right? Yeah, adults. Uh, well, five if you count the young, the young okay. folks. But yeah, but you had four a different generations yeah. of adults. We, we brought the quadrants back the, the, out. The, yeah. the fifth generation. <laughs> yeah, let's talk through the that next generation bit. of the four different quadrants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we talk about generations, we're really talking about values, right? We're talking about yeah. values. So there is the age component, mm-hmm. and we are being 
I'm, I'm summarizing. So yeah. obviously you can find somebody in a, diff- a generation who goes, well, I don't have that <laughs> yeah. value at right, all. Right, That's right, fine. Right, okay. Right. <laughs> I'm speaking more from a, a societal perspective. Yeah. And so yeah. the builder generation, kind of the, the the older end of that spectrum, fought in World War II. I yeah. mentioned my grandparents, who my, both my grandfathers <clears throat> fought in World War II or now yep. with Jesus. The younger end of that spectrum, kind of born right about World War II, dedication, devotion, loyalty, yeah. kind of the fabric of our nation, mm-hmm. built kind of this Judeo-Christian um, value system, yeah. this Judeo-Christian work ethic, yeah. if you will. Um, here, I didn't say this in the message, but here's what's very challenging, okay? Here's what's very challenging, is that while those values were being built, that we kind of look back now and go, man, those are great values, right. you know, very you know, family-centric and right. dedication yeah. and loyalty. While those values were being built, there also was at the height of segregation. Mm. It was also yeah. when schools were being segregated. And when if your skin was black, you weren't getting to experience those values. And so, you know, future generations look back on that time period and we go, why was that such a great time period? Because to me, that doesn't seem like that would have been a great time period at all. It seems like there were a lot of things that were happening that were completely counter to God's word. And this is where the phrase came about, the most segregated hour in America is 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Mm. So you have this just convergence of what seem to be very competing values yeah. happening yeah. in this time period in our country. And so um, what on the surface could seem to be serene and peaceful, and man, those were just, that's just when things were so great in America. Man, not really. Hmm. Not really. Yeah. So every generation has had its struggles <clears throat> and had its trials, and hindsight's always twenty twenty. But now in this season, here we are, what, 2022, as we look at where what season of life are each of these generations in, so obviously the builders, you know, kind of, you know, they're, they're the older adults yeah, in our right. society today. And then you have the baby boomers, and there's a lot of them, 76 yeah. million born in 18 years. And um, they've <sighs> revolutionized, I mean, the sexual revolution of the 60s. Right. I mean, Woodstock ain't happened with the builder generation, okay? <laughs> that's the boomers as teenagers, you know? Right, I'm just right, telling right. you, that, that's how that goes. And you can study, I mean, from music and the different things that came about and, yeah. I mean, the 70s and all the things that were going on there. I mean, yeah. you know, if, if you're a boomer and you were experiencing your late teenage years and early 20s in our time period, just be glad they have social media. You probably never gotten a job, you know? So <laughs> there's just a lot of things that were going on, all right? So, you know, boomers can look at young people today and go, I can't believe how they're acting. Really? Like, we've watched <laughs> the documentaries. Like, yeah, we know what's they're coming out, man. They're coming out. <laughs> so, you know, again, we could all look back in hindsight. And then the Gen Xers. You know, I think the, the ages were uh, mid thirties to late four, uh, 49, you know, so, Something like so I'm a Gen Xer and, you know, I, I like to say we're the forgotten generation. We're the ignored generation. <laughs> we're the rope and tug of war between millennials and boomers. You know, we just show up and go to work every day and just keep doing what we're supposed to do. You know, keep no, no real, chip man. on their shoulder. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, we're not cynical. Y'all keep trying to figure out who's in charge and we'll get the work done. All right. So like, that's, kind of, lucky, that is a, that's a Gen Xer, you know, so. We didn't That's wear awesome. bike helmets. They, the only people who wore helmets when we were growing up were people who played football. Like right. They were called football yeah, helmets. Yeah, you needed it. You needed it. And, and even then, not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I distinctly remember I was I was chasing. I don't know if it's called chasing if you're on your bike, but I was pursuing my brother who was being pushed by my sister in some type of like Hot Wheels contraption while I'm chasing him on my bike. And they didn't quite take the corner the right way in the driveway, so we smashed his face into the bumper of our station wagon. He had to be rushed to the hospital. Kids home. A month later, I hit him in the head with a baseball bat just practicing my baseballs. This was a normal occurrence. This is why helmets existed now. I snapped my femur in half when I was a kid. 
kid. You know, it's oh like my, my neighbor had to be airlifted Wait, how- for crashing his bike. Like this was just life. <laughs> you know, like how did you not- snap your? Lip- it's a long story. We don't have time to get into it, right? So I'm just <laughs> trying to. Like his brother got mad after he hit he, him with a baseball he bat. He got a baseball bat after him. We were not coddled or protected, right, 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 at yeah, all. Right. You know, and we were just fed a lot of sugary food and drank a lot of coke. <laughs> that was like the nineties. There were no like you know, and just give them more Kool Aid. They'll be fine. You know? it's like, yeah. So yeah. So the Gen Xers, you know, we, we and then we had to learn technology. Right. We yeah. didn't grow up with it. Yeah. So, you know, right when we start entering the workforce is when the technology Everything. starts happening yep. and the yeah. rules change. The dot com. We don't know what we're doing with it. What is this? That's why most Gen Xers aren't in charge of anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all just go back to your cubicle and get some work done. And again, not cynical or anything like that. And then you have the millennials <laughs> yep. who then, you know, celebrated, you know, um, they all got trophies their entire life, you right. know, participation trophies, replaced winning. Like when I grew up, if you didn't win, you didn't get a trophy. Yep. You know, we changed yeah. all the rules on that, the baby on board generation. But what happened because of that, and, and it's, it's, it's fun to kind of make light of this, and I hope everybody sure. listening can tell. I'm trying to have some fun with this. The, the millennials have a, a positive outlook on life that the Gen Xers didn't have. They, they um, work together. You know, Gen Xers, you know, were notorious for like, don't give me a, a, a group project at school. Just let me do my yeah, own paper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not millennials. All of life's a group project. That's right. In yeah. fact, they don't even understand the term cheating. It's like, no, I wasn't cheating. We were working together. Like, that's kind of, <laughs> you know, you talk to teachers during that. I was a student pastor. Life. Like, all these students are cheating. They don't think they're cheating. They yeah. just like to work together. And so, you know, they're, they're, they just look at things differently. And, and now they're raising their kids and. Um, you know, they look at parenting different and sometimes that creates a little bit of friction, Uh you know, boomers who raise their kids one way are frustrated with millennial kids who are raising their kids another way. (laughs) They don't understand why they don't want them to eat, you know, red food die. And here we go. And everybody's off and fighting and arguing. (laughs) So it's like it's every generation has different values. That's all we're trying to say. And it's not a right or a wrong. And it's easy to get immersed in the way that you see things. And that's like you don't recognize the values you have because it's all that you know. Right. And a lot of times you see differing values as wrong. <laughs> and I'm saying is, you know, hey, I could learn a lot from each generation. Yeah. yeah. I could learn a lot. I could have a perspective changed or shifted. And, and, and that's helpful. You know, yeah. it's helpful if we want to grow. It's certainly helpful in the family of God yeah. to, to learn and see the value of, of, of differences. And so all of that to say lots of different mm-hmm. perspectives, yeah. differing values, and, and, and we're at a pivotal crossroads because if we're not careful, that can create dissension. Yeah. Mm. That can create dissension in a church family and keep us from being able to do what we've been called to do, this mandate, which yeah. is passing on the good news of the gospel to the next generation. Yeah. Okay. I, I love yeah. that. So thank like, you for giving me a second yeah. there. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that's, you know, I, I talking about working together and like learning from e- uh, each generation. Like that's that was our life group. Like we had anywhere people from who were retired, you know, 70s, 80s, all the way to like newly newlywed. Yeah. Um, so it, like, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like learning from each other and coming at it from from that. The end. 90s are an interesting decade to really kind of see this. And what I would say is glaringly. Like, oh, my goodness. So mm-hmm. early 90s, it's Pearl Jam, it's grunge, it's Nirvana. Yeah. And, I mean, everybody's got this angst. And by the late 90s, Hanson's singing Mbop. Right. <laughs> uh, that is very different. Hey. I mean, listen, NSYNC, NSYNC doesn't make it in the early 90s. No, you know? absolutely Back, not. Is it you Black, say bye-bye-bye. Bye, bye, I, I want it my, that way. Yeah, or that's yeah, yeah. That doesn't come out in 91. Yeah, that comes yeah. out in 98, 99. Yeah, totally that, different. That's also technology, uh, like, using, like, synthetic instruments. The They're like, oh, this heard, is easy. This is I cheaper. I heard I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I was like, what is this? And no. like, everybody's like, it's the greatest song ever. I'm like, 
Oh my gosh! I, yeah. Like what's going on? You yeah. know, do, do yourself a favor and listen to them as grown up. Now they're great. Hanson, Hanson they're great. Do they have man. first names. I don't even know their names. I don't names. know their yeah. first names. Hanson's I just one, two, and three. Yeah, I guess. Hanson, yeah. one, two, and three. <laughs> Although the first time I saw them, I was like, "Who are these chicks?" I mean, like, I mean, like, I'm not even kidding. But they that Mbop Mbop was a bopper, man. Yeah. How different is that than Nirvana? <laughs> yeah, and Pearl right. Jam, uh, yeah. Kurt Cobain, you know yeah. all those guys. Yeah, totally yeah. different. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and even like if you want to go to different genres with rap, I mean, yeah, the rap music in the early nineties, right. which is super controversial, and then the rap, you know, music in the late nineties, it, it it's even more poppy and right. stuff. And yeah, yeah. Uh, who was the Outcast. guy with the bandaid under his eye? Oh, uh, Nelly. Yeah, Nelly is collaborating yeah. with Tim McGraw for Pete's sake. That doesn't work. Happening together, man. They're just working together. Like, like Aerosmith and Run DMC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, there you now, go. Come on, there now you go. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's what collaboration's supposed See, to look like. See, that's a perfect example of pulling from the next generation. We're losing they, our listeners. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's get back to what are we talking about? <laughs> just, just talking about the next generation. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we're doing what I'm saying yeah. we shouldn't do. We're focusing on all these differences <laughs> right. and we're ignoring them. So let's talk about them. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, here's my question. So, we're talking about how important this is. Let me ask you this. We don't want to stay inward focused on our own generation, we don't want to focus on what divides us. We want to focus on what unites us, Jesus. So what are some practical ways that we can keep that outward focus in, in an effort to reach the next generation? Get to know them. You get okay. to know them. Um, spend time with them. Um, we have great serving opportunities yeah. to be around teenagers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our teenagers are phenomenal. They're awesome. Now, I'm really biased, but they are phenomenal. Yeah. So um, you can serve in our student ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, you say, I, I don't know if I could serve in the student ministry every single week. That's okay. We have yeah. annual trips that we take. You guys are going on a trip at the end of yep, December, right? Up to Pigeon Forge. Yeah, yeah, so we do that. We'll go somewhere in the in the summer. We have retreats that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time we do those things, we need people to prepare meals or help us transport. There are a number of opportunities where you can have close proximity with our teenagers and and get to know them better. That's right. Um, We have a lot of opportunities in our schools. Mm -hmm. So the Pike Road schools here, we have um, opportunities to serve um, from going to pop popcorn on Fridays, (laughs) um, which Morgan and I have done, to volunteering when they host tournaments like the robotics tournament that we were just at, to um, I got an email last week that said we need, and I loved this, responsible adults to be the lunchroom monitors while the <laughs> teachers have a lunch by themselves. And I was like, well, delete. You know, yeah, so, Bill, I, take me out of that. I'm a responsible adult. So, Adam's in the yelling food fight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I think they're saying adults who will make them behave. So there's lots of opportunities for you to be up front and center. I mean, coaching and all, all the. And so I would just say, you know, g- get out there. Get in yeah. the game. You know, yeah. find something. I mean. Uh, and, and and I didn't even mention like band or music yeah. or or theater. Like there's a theater right. production happening right now on Pike Road. We're going this Friday night, Elf, and these are kids and teenagers yeah. in our yeah. community. So there's so many different ways that you can get in close proximity because you're going to have to build relationships. Yeah, right. That's the big thing. If if you can build relationships with with students, next yeah. generation. You're going to earn the opportunity for them to listen to you talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I know this. I mean, all of the kids that I've coached, you know, over the years, like I'm earning the opportunity to be a voice in their life. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I have to, I have to earn that opportunity by letting them know I love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just told my basketball team last week at the end of practice, I said, I need all of you to look at me. I love all of you. All of you have value because you were created in God's image. But when we're out here playing basketball, I'm going to coach you. Okay? 
And so when I coach you, it's because I love you. Right. Okay, well, what am I? I'm building trust. I'm building trust. So back in the day, like if you played athletics, if you played sports, the authority, the coach said jump and you said how high. Right. Well, coaching kids today, I can tell you, if you say jump, here's the question. Why would we do that? (laughs) So, you know, you you have to, and I've heard Nick Saban talk about this. The biggest shift he's experienced in coaching over the last 25 years is he said, when I coach um, these young men today, I always have to start with why. He goes back and I just would tell him, here's what we're going to do. Now I explain to them why we're doing it. And and they, so again, if you spend time, you'll pick up on these things and you'll see like, oh, it's just a difference. If I explain why, if I earn their trust, if I get to know them, if I let them know they love me, oh my goodness, these are great kids. And and you're super encouraged by them. But it just, you're going to have to put forth some effort, I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I've learned, you know, working with our students over the last six months or so, I remember, you know, when you first were like, hey man, I need you to kind of, you know, step in there. My first thought was like, man, I am not cool anymore. Like, I, I don't know what the kids are doing. And, you know, and I was praying one morning and God said, no, you may not be cool, but like, but you can be authentic. Yeah. And, and the thing is, especially with this next generation, they smell fake before they smell anything. Yeah. And so, but when you go in there and you're authentic and you're real with them and what you're talking about building this relationship. So like, you don't have to have, you don't have to be the coolest person ever. You don't have to have some sort no. of theology degree to work with students or with kids. If you can go in there and be real and love on them. Yeah, that's going to be great. That, yeah. Let them great. tell you what's going on in their life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. A lot of adults don't ask them. So tell me what's going on in your <laughs> yeah, life. And when right. you do, they light up. They're like, yeah. they'll hey. tell you. Yeah. And it's yeah. awesome to hear. Yeah. yeah, just be able to listen. That's right. Well, you know, we're talking about the next generation. You said yesterday that you're really hopeful about the next generation, Gen Z. So why is that? Oh, man. I, move, I guess we can do another podcast on that. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and start playing the yeah. outro music or wrap it up. No, <laughs> right, I, I, think, uh, I think there's so many things to be hopeful for. So yeah. when we read God's Word, Old Testament prophecies, New Testament prophecies, um, depending on your particular theological camp and how you want to interpret these things, it seems to be clear that God is going to pour out His Spirit in the end yeah. days. Now, what does that mean, and what do we mean by end days? Let's let's talk. Let's debate that another mm. time. <laughs> so, if we believe that God's going to pour out His Spirit in the end in the end days, and I believe that, um, I think that the best days of the church are in front of us, not behind us. Oh, wow! Wow! I don't think that's happened yet. I don't think that we've seen God pour out his spirit, you know, um, to quote, you know, the, the musical Hamilton one last time. You know, I don't think we've seen that happen. Right. Yeah. I want it to happen in my lifetime. Um, I want to see a great revival take place in our nation, like the first great awakening and the second great awakening. I want to see people cancel their lunch appointments to go to the closest church to spend their lunch hour fasting and praying. Our nation has gone through seasons like this yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see another Billy Graham <clears throat> crusade in Madison Square Garden for 57 straight nights. I want to see that yeah. in my lifetime. I think it can happen. The likelihood is it's probably going to be our kids' generation that that happens in. Mm-hmm. as Because truthfully, we've just the adults who are on the planet today have just screwed up so many things mm-hmm. that my hope is in what's ahead. Mm-hmm. My hope is in this future generation. My hope is in, you know, the generation of kids that are, that are growing up right now. Um, racial unrest is still a very big problem in our nation, but it has gotten better. Mm-hmm. We have moved things in the right direction. There has been more compassion, empathy, listening, 
understanding instead of digging heels in and saying, this is my perspective and I'm not going to change it. Mm-hmm. Right. Kids don't think that way today. That's right. Yeah. Um, I'm encouraged when I see the, the friends that my kids make friends with. Yeah. Um, I'm encouraged when I see the diversity in our student ministry. Okay. So if, if you really couple those two things, you know, I think God wants to pour out his spirit. I think there's just generation that's growing up that have not been coddled. <laughs> They've had to grow a backbone yeah, pretty no early kidding. on in life. Yeah. They went through a global pandemic during the formative years of their life. They developed a little bit of perseverance along the way. Mm-hmm. They've already experienced the emotion of loss. What does that do? How do you get through it? And sometimes we focus on all the negatives of that, and there are some negatives of that. But any great story that you study, <clears throat> you're going to see the people in the story went through some experiences that helped mm-hmm. shape them, and yeah. all of those experiences weren't necessarily good. Yeah, yeah. Where I mean, again, to go back, I, I'm not. I don't know if, if the, on the whole, if millennials got that in their hmm. growing up experience of life. Yeah. Did they have major setbacks that built this perseverance in them? Well, we can look at Generation Z and go, check, check, yeah. check. Yeah. They've gone through that. Yeah. So now let's fast forward 10 years. Let's fast forward 20 years. When they're adults, you know, if, if we can help you know, set the trajectory early on, where is that trajectory going to take them hmm. in every walk of life, in every arena of life? And then the last thing I would throw into the mix with all of that is technology. You know, we've said this before, whatever we ignore, the enemy will use. Right. So every church that's continuing to leverage technology and utilize technology and and, and, and help them see how they can utilize and leverage technology for gospel purposes, for kingdom purposes, mm-hmm. for the purposes of advancing the church. Well, I mean, why not be optimistic? Yeah. You know, so our opportunity right now is to really set them up for all of that down the road because everything I'm describing is is great and wonderful, but I can tell you that simultaneously the world will be getting darker. So what's going to happen is as their lights shine <clears throat> brighter, the world will continue to get darker. Mm-hmm. The world is not going to get better. Right. right. The world is going to continue to be less Christ-like. God can pour out his spirit. There can be this great revival in the midst of immense darkness, mm-hmm. immense oppression, maybe limited freedoms that we don't have to see today. Maybe they have to see that in their lifetime when it mm-hmm. comes to expressing what we believe with our faith. So there's just a lot of things that can come together. And, and I think that for a moment, if we can just try to like look ahead instead of looking back, yeah. you know, how can we set them up? now so that they are ready to lead the church moving forward down the road. Yeah. Um, and, and quite frankly, that, that's what really drives me. Hmm. I mean, that's just what drives me. So, you know, if, if, if there's days I'm discouraged and if there's days I'm like, oh, man, you know, I'm just I'm exhausted. What, what keeps me motivated is that. Yeah. What keeps me motivated is, man, if we can, for such a time as this, set them up for where I believe all of human history is moving towards, which is the return of Jesus Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. And if that's our role to play in the story, let's go. Yeah. Now, if it happens in our lifetime, awesome. Right. That's even <laughs> yeah. better. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I think when our kids are adults, I just think there's going to be a lot of things that we read about in God's Word that they're going to be literally walking through and living that out. I, oh, that's, that's just so what cool. I believe. I can't chapter and verse that to you. Yeah. I just think that's where things are heading. Yeah. That's really good. That's good. So I want to shift gears a little bit and you know talk about a few things we have coming up here at Vaughn Forest. And although keeping in with the theme of next generation, the first one I want to talk about is we have a new student pastor starting this yeah. week who will be here Sunday, Matt Aldridge. So I want to talk about him just a little bit and how excited I am for this. Uh, 
Matt. Matt and Aldridge. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll, we'll affectionately call him Aldridge. That's right. Just to keep yeah. clarity. Yeah. So, yes, Matt Aldridge and his yep. wife, Jesse. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they will be here on Sunday. That's correct. And so make sure you're here so you can welcome them in person. Uh, we'll bring them up on stage to kind of know who they are, and then yeah. they'll yeah. be on the lobby. You can't and, miss them. Um, yeah, you can't miss this guy. <laughs> he's great. I mean, yeah. he's just, he loves Jesus. Yeah. He loves teenagers. Um, he loves us. We already love him. Yeah, you know, that's it's, right. a, it's a really good fit. Um, but moving's hard, you know, it's a yeah. big transition yeah. for them. So be in prayer for them. And, um, you know, it'll be great. They're going to be here um, right before the end of the year. They'll be right. here for Christmas Eve. They're going on the trip to Pigeon Forge. That's right. And, mm-hmm. man, we'll hit the new year running. So yeah. we're we're glad that God was faithful to bring clarity to that process, and we're really yeah. excited to have him join yeah. the team. Yeah, and like you yeah. said, we'll, we'll bring him out on stage, introduce him, then we'll have him out in the lobby where folks and, – and so, you know, go introduce yourself to him. He's a great guy. I promise uh, you, you will you will be fast yeah. friends with Matt Aldridge yeah. and Jesse. We'll bring him here awesome on the podcast dude. some in the new year, yeah. too. Yeah. Put, give him a microphone and cut him loose. That'll be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll be a good time. That'll be a good time. And then also this Sunday, uh, this Sunday afternoon, we have our Christmas Remembrance Service. So I want to talk about that a little bit, kind yeah. of the purpose behind that. And, yeah, tell us know. the purpose behind that. Yeah, so the whole thing is um, – I know that this time of year, there's a lot of folks that this is not a joyful time of year. You know, like I love Christmas, you yeah. know, presents and lights and cookies and all that kind of stuff. But for a lot of folks, it's a tough time of year because they've recently lost a loved one yeah. or, you know, they've been, it could have been many years since they lost a loved one. But, mm-hmm. you know, that loss, it never goes away. It can transform. It never goes away. And so this is just kind of our, you know, we, we just want to say like, hey, you know, the church has not forgotten you. The Lord has not forgotten yeah. you. You're yeah. not alone. Yeah, we, we're here for you. And so we'll be, we'll be in there. We'll be singing a couple of Christmas hymns. Yep. Is, and, is it in the East Auditorium? In the East, East Auditorium. Auditorium. That's right. And there'll be kind of a, a brief kind of word of encouragement and, you know, time of prayer. And we'll be like, and candles for uh, for the loved one that we've lost yeah. and kind of kind of in their memory. So hopefully that'll be a, a real good time yeah, for that's folks. At four four o'clock this Sunday. Open for anyone who wants to come and, and yeah. join us for that. And then kind of kind of wrapping up the year a little bit. I want to talk about the Christmas Eve service Absolutely. because I'm excited for that. So it will be on December 24th again this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yep. And that's a Saturday, and it's at 4 p.m. this year. So what what can we kind of expect from that? Yeah, it's we want everybody there. So yeah. we don't Pat have house. nursery and preschool because. We have a lot of amazing folks that would serve in the nursery and preschool and miss the Christmas Eve service. So if you have a little one, listen, it's okay. Bring them. If you need to put them, if they wake up from their nap and they're still in their pajamas or whatever, that's fine. That's right. Um, If they make a lot of noise, that's okay. We actually have monitors, TV monitors all over this campus. And so if they really get the wiggles, like you can go out in the lobby and they can run. (laughs) That lobby's big. Yeah, They can run all they want. You can still... So it's super laid back. Now, if you let them run up and down the aisle, that's fine too. It doesn't bother (laughs) me one bit. One of the benefits of having a pastor who's raising three boys is I'm good. They can be as loud as they can be. Doesn't get distracted Loud is all I know in our home. So it's not going to bother us. This is not super formal. Um, we're just, that's not who we are. I can't sit up here and talk about the importance of the next generation and then have this, shh, keep your kid quiet mentality on Sunday. <laughs> what are we talking about? Jesus said, bring the little kids unto me, yeah. right? So bring them all in there. Yeah. Let them be loud. Morgan and I are going to do a part in the service uh, for them. We're going to yeah. have them oh, come great. down front. We have a little gift that we're going to give them okay. that we th- hope, I hope they think it's cool. It's not, you know, it's not elaborate or anything right, like right. that. It's just yeah. a fun little thing. And it's a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm and that's how the rumor begins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have 
have that, and then Matt and his to? team. Um, I've seen the the list of songs you're going to sing. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. We're going to sing um, all the Christmas, not all the, we're going to sing a lot of all Christmas, Christmas songs <laughs> that we know and love. Gonna be here for we're going to invest in the kids for a few minutes. I'm going to be sharing a really brief, almost kind of like devotion-like message, sure. um, and we'll be out of there in an hour. It'll be great. So yeah. if you've got friends, neighbors, coworkers, family members, invite them. Yeah. Bring them yeah. with you. It's going to be it's going to be a really enjoyable experience. And then I love when we all light the candles at the end. It just yeah. I don't know, man. There's something about visually seeing. Yeah. That picture, yeah, it's it's such a great reminder to me of of what happens. I mean, the I mean, for Pete's <clears throat> sake, the name of this podcast is the other six, and yeah, you know, what really, you know, I mentioned the next generation, you know, that that motivates me. Another thing that just motivates me are all of you who are listening and what God does through you when you're not here on our campus. Yeah, that's right. I, I believe that we've been called to be a light, and so when I see all of those candles lit at once. It reminds me of what's happening every week when we leave our campus. Like all of those lights disperse into our community. Yeah. 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 And um, man, that's that's been God's plan from the beginning. When Jesus said, "It's better for me to leave and send you the Helper of the Holy Spirit," that's what He meant. He knew that His people, empowered by the Holy Spirit, could spread the gospel more quickly than just Him teaching, like He did yeah, for three years right. of public right. ministry. Right. Yeah. It's just a great visual reminder of that on Christmas Eve. Yeah. yeah. Just doesn't get much better than that. So it. I mean, obviously we'll have. Online, sure. If you're traveling and you're out of town, I get it, you know. But yeah. we hope you join us. But if you're in town, I know it's busy. I know you're trying to get that casserole ready for everybody's coming over to eat it. Okay, <laughs> but come on, slip out for an hour, right, get yeah. up here. I think that you'll leave encouraged. And, and it is because it's a Saturday, a little bit earlier this yeah. year, so that you've had plenty o'clock. of time to get the casserole cooked. Yep. Yep. And everyone gets a candle, right? Like everyone that comes in. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. You get unless you and... say, "Don't give my three year old a candle," sure, 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 we'll yeah. honor your request. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we have enough candles for everyone. Oh so yeah, we got plenty of candles. Yes. Well, that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. So again, December 24th at 4 p.m., our Christmas Eve service, uh, family-friendly by candlelight. So it should be That's a good time. Be fun. Yeah. So lots of good stuff coming up, lots of good things to look forward to. And of course, we'll be continuing our Christmas series, uh, Hitting Christmas, this Sunday morning. So 9, 30, 11 a.m. Like you said, if you're traveling, can't be here, you can always join us online, vaughnforest.com, Facebook page, or YouTube channel. So we appreciate you joining us today for another episode of The Other Six Podcast. On behalf of Adam Bishop, Matt Collins, Sound Guy Jonathan, myself, we will catch you next time. <laughs>